0: Frailty is a condition that impacts many individuals and their loved ones, so for this episode we're going to find out more about the Trusted Staying Well Service which supports people with frailty across the south of Staffordshire to live a healthier and more balanced lifestyle. My name's Mark Fletcher and joining me for today's chat are...
1: Charlotte Woodcock, Operational Lead for the Staying Well Service. Liz Latham, Assistant Practitioner in Occupational
2: Therapy within the Staying Well Service.
0: Thank you for joining us both. So Charlotte, I'll start with you if I uh, may. So could you kick us off by providing some background on what the Staying Well Service is and why it came about?
1: Uh, Yes, certainly Mark. The Staying Well Service came about because of two drivers really. The initial being the um, NHS long-term plan that was put together with the idea that um, as a service the nhs needs to be more proactive and preventative rather than reactive so um what can we do before things happen so before people's health deteriorates before they've had a fall it was found that when people come into hospital or come into services, in actual fact, there was possibly some work that could have been done prior to this to enable that person to, to stay well and be staying at home. The other driver was work around frailty. And when looking at a emissions and also looking at the outcomes of those that were having operations or interventions in hospitals, those with severe levels of frailty had not so good outcomes, had worse outcomes systems. And so it was felt, is there something that we could do with this group of people? People don't suddenly become severely frail. There's, they normally perhaps will be mildly frail and then moderately frail, but then actually don't come into services until they're quite further down that line into severe levels of frailty. So what could be done for the, for, for these group of people in a preventative way? And that was how, in 2018, the Staying Well Service came about, the idea of it being a patient-centred service, looking about the person's needs, um, looking holistically, because when looking at preventative measures, it was found that looking at the whole person, the whole person's situation, their social situation, their home environment, their physical health and their mental health, this would have the best outcomes for those that with mild to moderate levels of frailty. Um, and that was, it was felt that they, we needed a service that specifically looked uh, at these kind of measures, uh, rather than looking at different conditions to look holistically at somebody that was moderately frail in a preventative way.
0: Thanks, Charles. I'll stay with you for May. So uh, how does the service work with patients with moderate levels of frailty? You mentioned frailty there. and what? constitutes moderate frailty.
1: Um a mod- somebody that would be presenting with a moderate level of frailty would be somebody that continues to be living at home, fairly independent, but is now requiring more help and support. So perhaps somebody that was living and managing all their daily activities independently is perhaps now reaching out for some support and help. For example, somebody with moderate levels of frailty may find that they now have to rely on loved ones to do their shopping. They may find that they are struggling to use the stairs. Um, They may find that they need a bit of support around understanding and managing letters and bills. When previously these were kind of um, activities that uh, they managed independently, perhaps feeling a little bit more unsteady on their feet, uh, not being able to walk quite so far. And these would be kind of uh, indicators for somebody that has moderate levels of frailty. This is where perhaps we could come in and do some work around what are the aspects that they're struggling with to enable that person to continue to do the things that they need to and would like to continue to do and feel that they're ageing well. As a service, we see those that are 55 and over uh, generally, although we will see people under the age of 55, perhaps feeling a bit more unsteady on their feet, uh, have got a fear of falling or perhaps I've I've, I've had a few stumbles. Perhaps notice some age-related memory changes, perhaps noticing they're not being able to recall things quite as well as they once did. Perhaps noticing that they're more socially isolated, perhaps due to family moving away, um, loss of a loved one, uh, retirement, for example, not having that sort of social contact like they did. Perhaps looking at issues around uh, medication. So if somebody's on five or more medications, this might be indicative of somebody that may have some uh, frailty or there may be some work that we can do looking around that. And those that have been affected by COVID, not long COVID, perhaps just just the nature of what we've been living through the pandemic and and have perhaps found that they're not going out as much and because of that, they've lost some of their skills and confidence. We would do an assessment with that person, looking at those issues and seeing what we can do uh, and what's available in that person's community to help there with. There's a real focus in the Staying Well service on integration and working uh, collaborative Working together with GPs, social care, voluntary agencies, and all the strengths and resources that are in that person's community to get to enable that person to continue to to live well.
0: Thank you, uh, Charlotte Liz. I'll bring you in now for me. So, for someone who's listening to this podcast and feels who potentially has moderate frailty and feels the service would benefit from their, uh, them how would they be able to access the Stainwell Service?
2: So just following on from what Charlotte said, Mark, if you feel anybody that's listening to this feels that they have those mild to moderate levels of frailty that Charlotte just discussed, so a bit slower than usual, struggling to keep on top of medications, feeling a bit isolated and lonely, then speak with your GP or a health or social care professional who will then refer you into the service.
0: And um, Liz, I'll stay with you, if I may, for the final question. So what can a patient then expect when they're referred into the service?
2: So once somebody's referred into the service and we receive the referral, one of our Staying well facilitators contact the patient and that's either a nurse or an occupational therapist by background. Um, and what they do is they, they will make an appointment to see you at home at a time that's convenient for yourself. They'll ask a few questions, have a general conversation about how you are, how your health is and how you're feeling. Following on from that, a tailored personal care plan is made following that visit. And that might include visits from other services within our team or an invitation to one of our clinics. But what I can guarantee that anybody that comes through the service um, gets that real personal touch, a one-to-one appointment in your own home. It's a very personal service where someone comes and listens to you um, and all your health concerns, mobility concerns, isolation concerns, and we aim to do something about it.
0: Thank you very much, Liz. Um, so that's it for this particular MPFT podcast, but watch this space for more podcasts com- coming up that focus on different aspects of staying well. Uh, so do listen out for those. So you can subscribe and listen to the previous episodes by searching for the MPFT podcast via the usual platforms. And it just leaves me to say a big thank you thank you to our guests, uh, Charlotte Wilcock and Liz Latham, and also to thank you for listening. Bye-bye.